Welcome to Brood Podcast. I'm Bryce. And I'm Adonis. Podcast where uh, two best buds come together and talk about all the things. Yeah. Formerly three. Formerly three. We are we missing Jen a lot. Someday. <laughs> someday. Someday we'll get her back here. We'll uh, she is doing really well, though. We've yeah. been, uh, of course, keeping tabs like we're friends. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we, <laughs> we just, haven't stopped talking to her. <laughs> there, was no, there was no friendship breakup or anything like that. Yeah. So she's doing really well for everyone who is concerned. Yeah. Um, today we are drinking, uh, a new coffee. Adonis, you haven't tried it yet, have you? You just no, got it yeah, in? No, yeah, this is my first time trying it. Um, I got it in about, uh, I want to say about a week ago. Um, it is the Amsterdam blend from Joe Coffee. Uh, it is roasted in New York, New York. Um, it's supposed to have tasting notes of dark chocolate, walnut, and molasses. It's a medium roast. It's supposed to be sweet and smooth, and uh, yeah, that's that's a quick rundown of it. Yeah, I'm excited to try it. This is from uh, Drink Trade, which is that coffee subscription service that Bryce and I uh, subscribe to, um, and I've been playing around with my queue recently, trying to get some more, uh, you know, exotic blends in into my uh, coffee collection, so this was one of those that I sort of just inserted into my uh, my queue instead of just getting the the comforting blends that I have been getting previously. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to try it. I, I do love chocolate and toffee and walnuts and molasses, so I don't know why I wouldn't enjoy it, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm certainly excited. I know generally in the past I've said I'm not a fan of medium roast, but there has been a couple now that I've tried that have been really, really good. And one in particular had molasses in it mm. as a note and that's probably one of my favorites right now and so i'm really excited to try this just for that nice. i think it's too hot for me to sip right now oh, even no. though i really want to <laughs> but let me uh let's see what we yeah. can do let's try this out let's, let's see oh yeah it's the texture that's what i like about the molasses mm. i thought the molasses was more of a flavor okay but it's definitely more at least in this one it seems more like a texture mm. And it adds like a silky thickness to it. It is. It's got a nutty flavor to it, which I'm enjoying. I do love that that nuttiness. Um, just a quick note: we are drinking this uh, via a French press, so uh, that's the brew method that we used. Um, yeah, I think I think I like it. Um, the first taste, so you know, don't, I feel like I uh, <laughs> I'm the I need to sit with it for a little bit. But at first, first reactions to it are uh, are positive for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking I'm digging that. Yeah, it's a good one. Definitely something that I can drink on like a daily basis. You know, like some of them are like a little too. I don't know if we're using the word correctly, but acidic. I feel like we're I bitter. Think, <laughs> I think we need to figure that out. Yeah. I think. Now that I look back, like I, that's still the word I want to use, but yeah. it can't be the no. right word at all. And also, like I'm still, I think we're both still using a, a machine grinder, mm-hmm. like an uh, an automatic grinder instead yeah. of a, a burr grinder, which we need to we need which to we need to remedy. Yeah. And we know that that's kind of the source of where that bitter or yeah. that kind of stuff can come from. So we're we're working on it. We're saving up some some monies to. Yeah. Get a new grinder. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Holidays are coming up. Maybe I can swing that as a Christmas purchase for myself yeah. or something. You recently uh, bought a scale, right? Yeah, I yeah. finally got a scale, and I bought it with the mentality of my mobileness. So all the okay. kind of traveling, I'm trying to do eventually, and then also, um, I, I pretty much carry a backpack everywhere, mm. and then. Uh, converting my van and then getting my CDL to be an, an over the road trucker. So I was trying to keep mobility and, and tiny in mm-hmm. the equation. And so I found apparently there's a whole line of uh, pocket sized scales, okay. which oh, wow. blew my mind. I was yeah. like, because at first I thought, I, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw it and it looked small. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And it kind of folds up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then I looked at the dimensions. I was like, holy crap. And it, it's designed to fit in 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 pockets, which oh, is interesting, which I don't think I'll ever do. Yeah. But just the fact it's that small means I can slip it into a backpack, no problem. And yeah. if I store it 
somewhere sure. like on my truck or in my van or whatever, then it's I won't even notice it's taking up space, mm. which is really cool. So uh, it folds up, you said, like it. So it's kind of like a like a like a, a makeup case, sort of. So okay. like it folds okay. like that, so it opens up, and then like you have compact, like a, exactly it's okay. just a compact case, gotcha. and so uh, so it has a scale on one side, and then it has the um, the LED. Uh, okay. reader on the other side uh, it measures up to the one i got measures up to 600 grams most of the pocket-sized ones only measure up to 200 grams gotcha. which is more than we need for to measure beans for a cup of coffee or yeah. even a few cups so <laughs> fair enough um but i got that just because why not i uh, had a lot of great reviews like thousands i think the one i got had 19,000 reviews of four and a half stars on amazon oh, damn okay so like they're not just like this little niche thing like they're or maybe you'll get a, uh, a postcard in the mail saying, <laughs> give a five-star review, get $25. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but for 20,000 people? Yeah. I feel like, you're, I feel like <laughs> yours was probably more in like the hundreds, right? No, it was 6,000. Oh, were yeah. there? Oh, yeah. man. Well, <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll still be good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be good enough for my needs. Exactly. Hopefully. That's cool. I mean, that's. I think this is just a. It's a journey, you know. There's a lot that goes into uh, like coffee making. I think correctly making coffee. Yeah. You, know, you need a lot of equipment, and it's a process. We're not, you know, millionaires, so we couldn't just go out and buy all of it at once. So I think. Uh, I think we'll slowly and, um, you know, over time, collect all the the tools that we need to correctly brew coffee. Uh, it's going to be. Yours is going to be interesting just because, like you said, you're you're mobile most of the mm-hmm. time. So you'll have to come up with, uh, you know, some Different creative solutions it, yeah. to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. But it'll, it'll, be, be, it'll be really fun. Yeah. That's for sure. It'll be interesting. You can, like, try to get, like, a, a, a complete coffee set that'll fit into a backpack. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are out there. Yeah. I just don't know the type of sets I want, but I'm... I'm super curious. I'm very interested to see where my coffee journey, like acquiring equipment goes. Yeah. Like, I mean, I didn't expect to find a scale this small. I just yeah. didn't expect this. So I don't know what else I'll be able to find. I already know that the burr grinder I've been looking at is a manual grinder. Mm. Um, oh, and I said machine and automatic. I meant to say blade grinder versus yeah. burr yeah. grinder. So uh, the burr grinder I'm looking at is a manual. And it's... Uh, apparently when you crank those things it's pretty manual laborish yeah. to do that but it's good for like one or two cups of coffee like gotcha. if you're not trying to spend an hour doing it or something yeah um which is fine for me because i don't really plan on having to make that much sure um because you're not that you're not a, like a multiple cup coffee drinker right yeah like you just... so so it'd be good for me and like maybe like one other person and then you know if i want to do some extra manual labor in the morning you know i'll do it and <laughs> make some for a group of people but yeah uh yeah so i'm excited for that uh and it travels really well it's really compact and it's like a really uh high-end uh well well-renowned one yeah um, i forget the name of it right now but i'm excited to add that to my collection eventually but i think it's like 80 bucks wow uh which isn't like terrible but it's still not some not something where i can just drop 80 bucks and yeah. not think about it and when you think about it like that's that's an 80 dollar like manual Mm-hmm. Like almost you know single serve type of grinder, yeah, but exactly. then you can get these giant like electronic burr grinders for probably a little bit over that, probably like just over yeah. one. Yeah, so it's like, what is the the deal with that small one that makes it so much more advanced? Or like, yeah. you know, I think this one specifically. I haven't. I'm not sure about the other brands, but this one specifically, I know has like lifetime warranties, and okay. it's like people. I think the companies. I need to look up to see how long the company's been around, but I know some people have owned it for years and okay. nothing has happened to it at all. Like whether they've dropped it or whether they cranked it funny or whatever, like it's just, it's extremely durable. It lasts forever. It uh, does not have cheesy, like cheap parts on it. Okay. So it's, it's meant to last a lifetime. I'm pretty wow. sure. Wow. And a lot of people have not had any problems with it mechanically. So, hmm. so yeah, I'm excited about that eventually. That's interesting. And this is totally like not related to coffee, but um, I just recently bought a new microphone and it's for any of you uh, microphone people out there. I got the RE320 from um, Electro Voice, I think is the, the name of the company. It's like an industry standard mic, but it's the RE320 and it's the black version of the mic. And it's um, it's made in like the parts come from Asia. So uh, it's about it's about a three hundred dollar microphone. 
and then you have the RE20, which is the exact same microphone, but the parts are made here in the States, and it's $200 more expensive. So I that like you were just talking about mm-hmm. parts and stuff. So I think, you know, like knowing where the parts come from definitely yeah. is a selling point when you're talking about. I have like, to look it up again. I think the parts this. come. I think it's a Japanese brand and it's uh, parts from Japan okay. are made in Japan. Uh, I'll double check that. I'll, I'll look up the brand and everything for next time as well. Uh, but, yeah, it is interesting how that happens all the yeah. time. How things made in the States are so much more expensive. Yeah. Um, Granted, uh, something going on that tangent these past mm, probably five years, but more more and more as time goes by, I've mm-hmm. been focusing on buying more things from the states, mm-hmm. and it's and they've been longer lasting products mm-hmm. uh, so far um, for things that are parts from the states and made in the states and yeah. things like that. Um, they've been lasting longer, and they've been more durable and uh, mm-hmm. just better products. So yeah, it's been more expensive. But it's also been worth it because they're not breaking down anywhere near as fast. Yeah. And I get to support businesses in the States sure, and all absolutely. that. And I think I think also like just knowing and I could be completely ignorant. So if I if I am, I apologize. But just knowing like I feel like if you have something that's made here, it's maybe a little more regulated. Or if the company's based in America and the product is made in America, then maybe there's more regulation about, you know, how it's being made rather than it being outsourced to another country where they could be using substitute pieces for things, and you know. So I don't know if that if that's a reason why things are so much more expensive. Maybe there's just a little more more control and more con- yeah, say like and more accountability uh, on yeah. what goes into it. But I could be wrong about that. But I was just you know with this microphone specifically because I was looking at the specs and it was like this is the exact same microphone. I am not paying two hundred dollars <laughs> because it was made oh, in the yeah. states, uh, two hundred extra dollars. So I was like, okay, um, and it has it's been great so far. So I haven't had any issues yeah. knock on wood. So um, I, I just thought that was interesting. Um, but speaking of your coffee stuff, I was also thinking of like not only do you have to worry about things being uh, smaller and more compact, but they also have to be more durable because if you are constantly moving them and having them in a backpack, they're, mm. they're going to get jumbled around a little bit more. So you have to worry about the longevity of, of the product as well. Yep. So that's going to be another factor that you have to look into. Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of, lot goes into that. Cause like for me, I have, you know, all of this glassware and stuff that I can literally just keep in my kitchen and not have to worry about, you know, yeah, every time I see Moving. a coffee thing or I see a new coffee mug or a yeah. coffee glass or something, like it's something in the past like I've normally just buy. And in the yeah. future I'll buy that stuff again. Sure. But right now in this day it's like I just I wanna like auto buy it and just grab it and just like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is so cool, I love this. Yeah. Uh but then it's like, wait, where am I gonna put this? <laughs> yeah. Like right now I kinda have I have a temporary space, but yeah. then after that I'm just gonna get rid of it anyway. Like yeah. I, I I'm not trying to add to my storage, exactly. so it's yeah. it's it's interesting making choices like that. Especially like there's so many cool. Like, I'm such a big nerd. Like there's so many different like nerdy things I can buy, and yeah. I just have to not <laughs> all yeah. of the time. <laughs> it's been such a test of just uh, discipline and yeah. willpower. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also interesting too because I have some friends that I follow on social media, and a lot of them are into coffee, quote unquote. But a lot of them make their coffee in like these super expensive like automated coffee machines like nespresso uh you know those machines that cost like upwards of four or five hundred dollars i think and you know you just have all these pods and all this like you know latte equipment and all of these these things and i'm like that's interesting because everything that i've looked up as far as like making coffee you know to appreciate the bean has been super simple technology. Like we were just talking about this manual burr grinder that it's a little expensive, but all it is is a grinder. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't. There's no electricity needed for it. It just you just spin the damn thing. And yep. the same thing with like uh, a Chemex, a pour over. You would look at that and be like, why am I paying, you know, forty fifty dollars for uh, a pitcher? You know, basically. But and I was like, yeah, that's interesting. That you know, that stuff is all stuff that's basically manual like no electricity needed like the only thing you would need electricity for would be to heat up the water um Mm -hmm. but it's just interesting that those people who i follow i'm not gonna say any names they are like they say they're coffee people but all their coffee comes from like you know pre-packaged like you know pre-made stuff that they're just running hot water through and it's it's interesting it's interesting but 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's different, route. different, sure, different types. Yeah, I'm of not trying to people. shit on them, but I'm just like, it's interesting that you know that stuff is like. It's interesting know. to see the the dichotomy between the, the different types of people who take their coffee pads. Like one person sure. like loves their coffee, but they use all this machinery, and yeah. then they just maybe they just check on the source of their bean, and they have specific beans they like, and then other sure. people. Um, really just want they love the routine they love yeah. the routine of making it themselves and it's interesting just to see where the passions lie and where yeah. it all all comes to fruition and then you have coffee people who you know just you know like their frappuccinos <laughs> yeah you yeah know? there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> no there's nothing wrong with that but here i don't know if we'll ever talk about actually we might maybe we'll try to make one sometime i mean i was gonna make a I joke mean, that we probably wouldn't but i don't know like if we're gonna keep talking about coffee which yeah, we I, are <laughs> i have nothing against frappuccinos i yeah, just have a problem make, just make all sorts of stuff yeah it just makes me i don't think that you can you know like we have a friend <laughs> a mutual friend who likes his coffee quote unquote but he likes it with tons of sugar and and milk and caramel and like he just he doesn't like to taste the coffee in his coffee. So it's like, yeah. I don't know if you can call yourself like He a just loves sugar person. with caffeine added yeah, into it, exactly. like a caffeine shot. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would consider that like a... That's an interesting question. Maybe yeah. maybe we could dive that into that sometime, the philosophy of calling yeah, yourself yeah. a coffee person. <laughs> I feel like I might be coming across as like a coffee snob right now, um, and I don't uh, uh, intend to do that. But I think, you know, the way we've been learning about, you know where the beans are sourced the different brew methods like how how it's roasted like i feel like that's that's a coffee person yeah you know? coffee like, kind of sewer. yeah <laughs> but i don't know maybe i'm just being mean sorry <laughs> <laughs> we'll to t- take about let right in and let us know is yeah. adonis being mean or is he just being real <laughs> yeah. to any nespresso users out there i mean no offense i promise <laughs> Uh, well, on that note, let's definitely get a refill of this, and we'll be right back. Sounds good. Welcome back. We have our refills. We're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, speaking about ready to go, we have been going to the movies again because they yeah. are reopen. Uh, we wanted to talk about that process a little bit. Uh, I... Just went and saw a movie. I just went and saw Tenet. Mm. Uh, and uh, I went to, uh, I guess we can name theater sure, buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I went to an AMC. Mm. And it was, the the process was pretty much normal for me. Uh, it was pretty seamless. Just had, uh, I'm, I'm an A-list member with them. So I just have, they just scan. I reserve a ticket and they scan my thing. Mm-hmm. So the only difference was, uh, when you enter the building, they have a bunch of stickers on the ground saying white here, white here, that are mm-hmm. all spread apart, the right amount of space. And uh, and then when you walk up to the greeter, to the ticket taker, they have a, a plastic screen uh, above their podium that blocks um, or that separates you from the person. And then they can just scan through mm-hmm. uh, the phone. So they might not even have to tear a ticket. It can all, it can potentially be fully non-touch and, and wireless, yeah. non-contactless. Yeah. I don't know why that word escaped me. <laughs> <laughs> can be pretty much entirely contactless to the point where uh, Jen actually had a Snapchat uh, about oh, yeah. the freestyle Coke yeah. machines that are in there. And there's now a, what is that, a QRC uh, uh, QR code? code yeah. QR yeah. code. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the C came from, but a QR oh, yeah. a code. QRC is a QR. It was like uh, our, our redundancy conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the QR. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I'm the worst. Uh, maybe the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> um, the QR code, and uh, you can just scan it, and it mm-hmm. opens up an app on your phone. Mm-hmm. And it has the same exact menu. You just go through and choose your soda, and it automatically dispenses. Yeah, that was crazy to watch, and Contact that blew my was mind. Boring, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's and, but it's it's this post COVID society that we're living in, right? Yeah. They, like I don't know how much this, how how many of these changes will stick for the long run, but for now, I think their companies are innovating to try and and make it as contact free as possible for for pretty much everything. So. Yeah, when I first saw that, I was like, "That's crazy." I don't. I'm not a, a tech a tech person, so I don't even know the process that would go into that because there's there's a physical button. I don't know if you guys have. Well, some Coke freestyles have a physical button that you have to press for it to pour. Mm-hmm. So how they were able to to bypass that, so you don't have to physically press a button 
to poor. I just I can't. The software man. Yeah, it's... my non tech brain can't understand <laughs> how that works. Like this is just magic. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than the, uh, so your experience, would you say? How would you rate it? I guess like if you from a convenience standpoint, where would you where would you fall in? Uh, Did it so I didn't order I didn't order anything as far okay. as concessions. So I'm not sure how that part of the process was. So I can't really include that gotcha. in my scoring of the whole sure. uh, experience. But I mean, from just walking in, having them scan, and then just sitting down. Like I mean, for me, it was a five out oh. of five experience. Okay. It was okay. just super seamless, really easy basically all or it was all contactless mm-hmm. um i didn't use the bathrooms either i can't imagine that would be too different maybe uh maybe amc closed some urinals in there i don't know i haven't actually been in there so i don't know what that's like either um but when i went down to sit down everything when you reserve your tickets everything's separated so if you reserved a ticket then the seats on either side of you mm-hmm. are going to be x'd out Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you reserved a few seats for your group, and sure. then it's the seats on either side of your group that are X'd out, yeah. which is really cool. Um, yeah, so and I didn't really have an issue with that at all. And, yeah, everything is seamless. It was really easy. I just walked in and walked to my seat. Gotcha. Yeah, I actually went to – so here in Arizona we have a semi-local chain called Harkins um, that I went to, and uh, it was it was pretty much the same. Uh, I didn't have to uh, interact with anybody directly uh, as far as, like, contact goes during my entire visit. Um, I also work at a movie theater, so I was I was trying to make sure I hit every area just so I could see how Harkins did things compared to how we were going to do things. So I did go to concessions. I went over to their bar and just to see how everything was done. Um, and, yeah, it was pretty much the same. Like, you know, plexiglass screens everywhere, every, all the, uh, you know, employees wearing masks. Um, I did notice that a couple of, uh, a couple of the chains I know aren't taking cash at places like concessions or at the bar, uh, but Harkins was still accepting cash. So, but they had a specific line set up for cash that was only doing cash transactions. Um, and, but that was really the biggest difference that I noticed. Uh, yeah, it's same thing with the buffer seats in between, um, you know, you when when you buy a ticket, it blocks out both seats on either side of you. Um, so yeah, it was it was an interesting process. Uh, as someone who doesn't like to necessarily sit next to strangers, I don't know if there's anybody out there who likes to sit next to strangers. I'm sure there's people who are like, like are, or don't think about it. Yeah, sure, yeah like, it doesn't bother them at all. <laughs> you know. So yeah. as as a person who doesn't like to yeah. or sit next to people they don't know. It was nice. I did that to my experience to, as well, yeah, though. It actually, it was like, like, oh, maybe we should keep this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it sucks for the theaters because you're losing out on half your seating. But, yeah. you know, hey. Um, or more. Or more. More yeah. than half if yeah. either side is blocked off. Yeah. 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 It's quite a bit. Yeah. So it was interesting. Um, I uh, I had It was a positive experience, though. And I also – so I went to two movies this weekend. So I saw The New Mutants at – Harkins, and then I went to the Alamo Draft House, which is a smaller theater chain. It's a uh, like sort of like a dine-in type of theater. So they have food, they have a huge selection of beer. Um, so that's where I saw Tenet. Uh, very similar. Um, so the same process with the seats being blocked off, blocks off seats on either side of you. Um, it was a little bit different there because they do serve food. So they have you know servers that come into the auditorium to bring you your food and everything. And um, the servers were wearing face shields in addition to their face masks. So I think that was just an added layer of protection so that, you know, your food isn't being, you know, breathed on or, you know, covered in someone else's germs. Um, yeah, it was interesting. They, they tried a new thing where they wanted everyone to wait to exit by row. So they were like, oh, after the movie's over, just stay seated and then we'll go one row at a time. That did not work. Um, as soon as the credits started rolling, of course, everybody just got up and walked out. It was There was no order in uh, how people exited. But I think that was a little bit uh, optimistic on that on their part to think that people were going to just hang out in the auditorium and, yeah. and exit by row. That was a little maybe. You, you might have been reaching on that Alamo Draft House. Um, they also had a very limited menu, so you could only order like five or six food options. Um, I'm assuming that's just to, uh, you know... Uh, limit how much their cooks are interacting with your food. Probably don't want to have people touching, uh, you know, things more than they have to. Um, so it was interesting. Um, 
I feel like the big thing with Alamo Draft House though is there is their food and their beer, and it's a little limited right now. So I don't know if I would take the extra effort to go to one um, because you're not getting as many choices as you would. And that's kind um, of the big thing with Alamo is yeah. that they're basically a craft yeah, cinema house. Exactly. So they have a ton of local breweries sure. that are they're partnered with, mm-hmm. and uh, and they usually have upwards of twenty choices minimum, yeah. I think, for yeah. their beers. And uh, so, yeah, I that would be interesting to yeah. see. I wonder even what they have to serve. Is it is it local breweries that they serve? Yeah, I know. Or I know it? they still have a bunch of uh, a bunch of beers. They still have a lot of beers, okay. not as many as I think that they would have normally, but they do still have quite a few. Um, but yeah, it was just a little strange because their limited menu was a little too limited for my taste. Gotcha. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'll come back until things sort of get back to normal. Just because it is a little bit farther of a drive for us, as an, and it's a little bit more expensive than it would be for us at the other at the other chains. So um, yeah, it's it's I'm interested to see how they do because um, it's more just of like a regular movie theater now without their extra perks. Um, but. Yeah, I had good experiences at both. Um, definitely, I was nervous, you know, going back. I was like, I don't know if this is something that I want to do. But if you guys know me, you know that I'm a huge movie guy. Like, you know, so I I, I was super excited to just see movies in theaters again. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they're, these chains are taking it seriously and doing the right thing. Um, and I think it's better to go overboard because I've seen a lot of people complaining and this be like, oh, you know, this seems like a little too much. Like, you know, do we really need to do all of this? And I'm like, right now. Yes. Yeah. And it's better to be overprepared than underprepared, yep. in my opinion. So um, absolutely. There was one note actually about uh, AMC that uh, I guess it didn't bother me completely, like a okay. little bit. But it was just the um, one of the rules is you have to wear a uh like a basically a regular mask yeah. i mean it's just your basic mask that goes that has the bands that go over the ears mm-hmm. just medical mask or whatever mask you have that does that i wear a lot of the um like neck masks yeah. uh, or like the um the neck buffs yeah. or or gators mm-hmm. uh, some people call them um but they um and they, so i'm not sure i need to look on the cdc yeah. site to see what the big difference is because as far as i was aware neck buffs do similar enough okay. to regular cloth masks okay um so i again I have to look at that again don't yeah. take me on my word for that <laughs> at all yeah uh look at the cdc site see what they say uh, i'm gonna check it to see if i'm full of crap but i know <laughs> that in everywhere else you can wear a neck yeah. buff and it's fine uh so that was the one thing because i the only neck mat or the only regular mask i have because i lost my original one mm. uh ties in the back so i have to tie it every time and if I want to pull it down to eat or drink, which sure. I wasn't, but like yeah. if I wanted to, like I'd have to like fuss with it. But I mean, that's my personal issue because gotcha. I don't, I didn't buy one that has a regular one. Gotcha. But AMC also does provide uh, throwaway masks, like the disposable ones. so they yeah. do have those. So that's why it's like it's not an issue. Like yeah. they have, they provide it for you because they don't expect everyone to read their website rules exactly. before they come in. Yeah. So they're prepared for that and they're uh, able to assist with that. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to detract from your experience. Yeah, I thought that's what it I thought the whole thing with that was um, just because the CDC had recommended uh, masks that secure underneath the chin and around the ears as like the best type of mask, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't know, uh, like the logistics around that, like why that's more like why that's better than uh, a neck gator or something like that. So, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Hopefully there's good. a reason. <laughs> yeah. It's not just like a, a finicky thing. Yeah. But um, cool. What did you think of the movie, Bryce? You said you saw Tenet, right? Yes. Uh, that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, so I went and saw it in Dolby Cinema. I don't know how it would sound not in the Dolby Cinema. So, mm. But in the Dolby Cinema, it was loud. And mm. I don't have an issue with loud music. The louder, the better. Uh, generally speaking, sure. and uh, the more audio mixing, the better, mm-hmm. and the more bass, the better. Like I, just, I love it all. Sure. However, Tenet took it up like ten notches, <laughs> <laughs> and the whole entire thing was just loud. Like my seat, it's not so it's not a 4D experience. It's not a rocker chair experience. No, yeah. Um, 
but I felt like my chair was rocking the entire time, yeah. which was insane. And not in it, not in a detracting way. Like it was mm-hmm. mixed well. Like I mean, I felt like I was. It just immersed you more. Yeah. Um, but just be prepared. When you go, if you're seeing it in Dolby Cinema, just be prepared. It's going to be. I'm actually surprised people didn't walk out. I was expecting to see a couple of people walk out, yeah. and I didn't see it happen. Um, but yeah, so that wasn't. So as far as sound goes, just be prepared for that. Yeah, it's a loud movie. It's almost like because I didn't. I didn't see it in the Dolby. Uh, I'm actually going to see it in the Dolby later today. Actually. Um, and I just saw it in a regular standard theater, and it was loud in that theater. Oh, and man. it's loud, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, and I don't mean this in a negative way. It's like abrasively loud. It's like, it's like a shock to your senses mm-hmm. almost. So it's like, I, I definitely agree with you that I was expecting more people because I've been back at work this weekend, and I was, I was expecting more people to come out and be like, listen, I can't do that. That's just way too loud. Um, but we surprisingly yeah, haven't had anyone. Did. Um, but it's like, it's like a lot of, and it's like harsh. Like just noise, jolting. <laughs> yeah, it's like very yeah. abrasive. So, um, that was, but that's that stuff excites me. Like I'm a big sound guy in general. Yeah. So, like um, I'm excited for you to see it in Dolby Cinema because oh, you're too. just gonna have yeah. it's gonna be you and a Play Store is what that's gonna <laughs> no, be. And I'm I'm glad. I'm well. I wish I would have seen it for the first time in Dolby, but a part of me is like, well, maybe this is better because now I'm not seeing it for the first time, so I'll be able to appreciate that, the, the, the sound aspect more, because I'll be able to focus, hone in on, on that aspect more of it, rather than trying to keep up with what's going on on screen and uh, having my senses, you know, yeah. punched in the face. Um, so There's a lot to experience in this yeah. movie. The story on its own has a lot of details you need to pay attention mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely enjoy this movie without paying attention to the details. Just expect to be a little lost yeah. towards the end. Uh, but that's okay because the movie, without the story, is such an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. It's just fun to watch visually, and the sound is great. Uh, and, but if you decide to just focus on the story the first time around, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to get a lot out of that just on its own. Yeah, it's just every Each part of this movie was just magnificent it was very and i can't even really talk about it at all because <laughs> it's uh yeah. a lot it can be spoilers can definitely a, be spoiler yeah. quite a few spoilers in there yeah. uh but it's really good definitely check it out and if there's a dolby cinema near you and you can handle the abrasiveness do it it was definitely <laughs> as shocking as it was it was worth it yeah no i i agree i'm I'm super excited to, because I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I do a movie review podcast. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, it's oh, called why'd you uh, plug it? The Movie Docs. Oh. Um, <laughs> Are we going to do this every time? I feel like it's, I feel like it's a <laughs> thing now. I have to do it every time. Um, so I'm Just super pretend excited. like you have never talked about it yeah. before. Uh, I'm super excited to review it and break it down just because I love, first of all, I love Christopher Nolan, huge Christopher Nolan fan, and um, I appreciate him not only as a filmmaker, but as a human being. Um and it's just an incredible movie and uh there's it's so layered there's so much to it and uh yeah i just can't wait to talk about it and break it down and uh, get into the spoiler parts of it but yeah as, as a quick review i really enjoyed it i am the type of person like with my coffee i need to sit with the movie for a while i like to see it at least uh, a, a movie that i've been anticipating i like to watch it at least twice just because the first time you watch a movie that you're excited for, you're going to have like, you know, those blinders on where you're just going to be in love with it, regardless of how good it is realistically. So I like to watch it at least twice just to, just to make sure it wasn't the hype that was like driving my, you know, positive vibes. Um, so, um, yeah, and I, I'm just someone who likes to sit with movies generally just to let them digest and to let my brain sort of wrap around what I just saw before I try to speak intelligently on it um but yeah first reactions were just super positive i walking out of the theater i heard several people say i need to see it again i need to see it again i need to see it again just because there's so much information in it and i feel like a lot of people maybe because i don't feel like it was like a super convoluted story but there's just so much there's so much information um and if you're if you have no like you know uh previous knowledge because time travel is a is a crazy thing to try to explain to people anyway but when you're doing it in a new way and in a whole new way yeah yeah. it's got it's gonna be it's gonna some people are gonna be like listen I liked the movie, but I don't know what I just watched. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was magic. And yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Um, so I feel like it's uh, it's definitely something that's going to require one or two viewings. Um, 
So I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it again. I'm probably going to watch it probably a few more times while it's in theaters just because, you know, you're never going to be able to experience it like that at home. You know, like having it on a big screen, having that massive sound, you're never going to be able to recreate that with your home theater. So, um, man, yeah, just I'm talking excited. about it, I might, I might have to join you today. I might <laughs> have to <laughs> go see it again today. Uh, we'll see about yeah. that. Uh, but one of the trailers on there was for, and I want to, talk about movies too much as sure, much as sure. we can talk about them forever uh but the dune teaser trailer was on mm-hmm. there which looked really cool and you yeah. and i uh off recording we're talking about um how we've started the book and mm-hmm. we might have talked about it here a little bit i too. think we might have mentioned um, it, yeah. but we started reading the book and i was watching the teaser trailer and as the as the trailer started i was just i was super excited because I didn't know what it was at first, even though I should have known what it was based off of the first five seconds. Uh, but I was like, oh, this looks like a really cool concept, like a cool, like, yeah, like, uh, just, just a cool story or sci-fi thing. And then like five seconds in, I'm like, oh, duh, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is Dune. Yeah. Um, and I, Adonis and I had tried to read it before when we kind of stopped. Uh, I got a little bit further. Uh, and it's just, I think cinematically i have a feeling that it's going to be a lot more digestible than how it was written this time around specifically with this director because uh, i know it's been done in the past i mean there's i think yeah. an 80s rendition and then there's a mini series uh and i'm hoping this does it justice yeah. uh in a way because it is it's a it's a if you guys aren't into like hard sci-fi it's a pretty like intense sci-fi novel i would say so. yeah and it's written so in such a very specific yeah. way and there's yeah i don't want to it's dry but it's 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 an interesting read i don't yeah. it's hard to like talk about it and describe it but, and it's not like even it came out i mean the book was released in oh, 1966 because they're not i made a joke and <laughs> right over my head <laughs> Uh, 1965 actually the book dropped so it's not yeah. like it's this super old novel yeah. like i mean i feel like it's it's similar and i and i hope i'm i'm not you know over overreaching here in my in this in this assumption but i feel like with lord of the rings the book the book series for lord of the rings is something that people love and they hold very near and dear to their, heart, to their hearts and then the movies came out and you know it became this sort of cult phenomenon and everybody loved it and then people who loved the movies then went back to try to read the books and they were like, I can't do this. Like, it's just such a high fantasy novel and it's got all of these I'm weird... one of those. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, ass- I'm hoping that maybe Dune is a similar type of situation yeah. where the movie cinematically will just be this spectacle and they'll be able to do more with it than the book maybe. It, the, the reach of the movie will be longer than the reach of the that's book. That's a perfect analogy, actually. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm hoping for. So I'm, I, that's what, and I know that uh, Denis uh, Villeneuve, who is the director, uh, has said that he's that he's hoping that this is the next big thing. Like, he's hoping this is the next big epic sort of film series. I hope so, too, but yeah. I have a feeling it'll it'll fall. You think so? Well, I don't know, because is he... Is he trying to make a franchise or trilogy? Oh no, he's having. It's is it supposed a, is to be a franchise? Yeah. Okay, so like, more than a trilogy. I I don't think he said exactly how many. Okay, movies but he, wants but he to is make. going yeah. for franchise he's going status. For franchise, okay, yeah. that could be. I don't know. We'll see. I think yeah. it's one of those where it'll gain its traction after a couple movies, maybe. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Because we'll I think see. I think the studio is like we're on board for this. He's he's kind of a hot director right now, um, from what he's been able to do in the past, and I feel like he's got a great cast a cast that's full of you know big names but they're not big to where they're gonna be like oh, oh I don't want to do other. this yeah, exactly. and they don't want to do this like yeah. they're not interested in the project they're just interested exactly. in the money there's no Brad Pitt or you know you know <laughs> Angelina, Angelina Jolie, no, no big name. And they're like all that such involved. unique act. It's such mm-hmm. a unique cast too. Yeah. Like each one has their own energy and spirit inside yeah. of this casting, which is going to be really exciting. But again, yeah. this isn't the movie docs. No, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we exactly. we love talking about movies. Of course, we've done it before. Yeah. But uh, we'll move on a little bit to uh, TV. So <laughs> I started watching <laughs> Raised by Wolves. Okay, I haven't watched that. Is it all streaming or is it just one episode out? Is it? Are they doing so so it seems like what shows are doing, aside from Lovecraft Country, sure. some shows are just dropping three episodes on the okay. release, and then from that night, 
every uh, weekly it's one episode because so, i know raised by wolves is an hbo max original yeah and so they dropped three even, okay so they dropped three episodes as their pilot and then every thursday night a new one's coming out okay. but apparently well i mean that's an hbo max original i don't think lovecraft country, lovecraft was, country right? is just because i have original so that's actually on tv i don't i was raised gonna say because my friends TV. were posting about the fourth episode already even though it's mm. a sunday night release yeah uh, and I was so confused by that. Okay. Um, for Raised by Wolves or Lovecraft? No, for Lovecraft Country. Oh, okay. And That's I guess they found it on demand like yesterday. So today's a Saturday, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's weird. the, what is today? The 5th, I think. Yes. Um, if we're going to keep saying today and yesterday, we should probably <laughs> <laughs> let people yeah, know what, yeah. uh, what day this is. And, uh, yeah, yesterday I was seeing posts just all day about Lovecraft. And I was like, what? That's I just, weird, I want to watch it. <laughs> I haven't even watched the third episode yet because I've just been busy with work. Oh, man. Get on. Well, it might be good, though, to not have seen it already. I think I have a f- I hope the third and fourth, maybe if you watch the third and fourth together, it'll be better. Because the third one was good, but it's, man, this show is just apparent. My friend is reading reviews because critics have reviews for like the first sure. five episodes. And apparently the first five episodes are as are all disjointed. Like they're all, oh, okay. like it is continuing with the characters, but. It's just a disjointed. You don't have a full like, follow through yet. Yeah, no, I feel like it's building up to a bigger story. Because I watched, I for some reason, the trailer came up on YouTube the other day, and having watched the first three episodes, I was like, oh, I'll just watch the trailer again. And there are parts in the trailer where it's like, if I had so remembered this, yeah, I would have known that. Yeah, of, of like these these first couple episodes aren't the the story can't continue from here because there's things in the trailer that reference things that aren't. This yeah, is super confusing. But like, <laughs> I, I should have, if I had recalled what I had seen in the trailer initially, I would have known that the first couple episodes weren't going to be indicative of what the entire season was going to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I, I'm, I was once I had gotten a couple days behind on it, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to wait until next Sunday um, because I'm just going to watch episodes three and four back to back. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited for, I'm excited for that. Yeah, but, but raised by wolves. Sorry, what? Yeah, so raised by wolves. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, really, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have brought it up because I actually Uh-oh. don't know if I have thoughts <laughs> on it. But uh, no, not because it's bad, but okay. just because okay. I don't know if I fully have thoughts on it yet. But uh, yeah, so it's Ridley Scott directed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember who wrote it, but it's a Ridley Scott production and or direction, and it is about um, these two androids who are sent off um to raise children and these children this all happens in like the first five or ten minutes like basically these two androids um land on this barren planet where there's seemingly no life and uh and they have frozen embryos or whatever and they have they lack of a better word hatch these kids and uh there's six of them and they're raising these kids and they're raising them on atheism. So religion plays a massive, like that's a massive foundation of this whole show. Okay. Um, so uh, basically what you find out in the first episode is it was atheists versus the, um, versus the people of soul who are basically just God. Okay. And, um, and the atheists, I think they, they have lost the battle which is why they sent these androids with children to, they just sent them off as like an escape to like have a few children out there to Mm. be raised in atheism and create a new society. Um, And so you basically have them just the androids raising these kids. That's all kind of in the first episodes what's happening. Um, I'm not going to talk about all first three episodes because definitely spoilers and whatnot, but that's pretty much the premise and these, um, people of soul are basically in this arc and, um, and they just, they, they succeeded in their war. Mm-hmm. So they went into their arc with all the life and animals and things like that. Okay. And, um, and are just off trying to find another world, but you're mostly focused on the androids and okay. the kids and the uh, kids are kind of, again, in the first like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, these kids are kind of dying off and you don't know why exactly. So that's a mystery. Okay. for a couple episodes and then huh. um you're just trying to figure it all out and it's the philosophy is just interesting it's okay. just a very 
interesting. The the world is visually it's beautiful. Okay. Like visually, this is such a beautiful show, which I don't think really Scott's ever had an issue with. No, no. no I think yeah. that's just what he's known for is all of his visuals. So yeah. like that alone is worth watching it for. Okay. Um, and the story so far is interesting enough. Okay. To true. keep me watching. Okay. And. Uh, and it's definitely not as cut and dry as Atheist versus Soul. Like it, it is in a sense, but there's more to it. Okay. In so far in a smart direction and a very uh, uh, captivating direction. So I'm mm. excited to see. I'm excited for the fourth episode. Nice. Yeah, because I know it's and this is you know just we're just talking about sci-fi. This is a pretty hard sci-fi show, right? Like, oh yeah, it's this hard sci-fi. Okay. Yeah, this is basically. Um, yeah, this is hard sci-fi. Gotcha. I don't think there's any. It's interesting because you know this is obviously you said religion plays a huge part of, about this story, and then they have another show that's I would I wouldn't call it hard sci-fi, but light sci-fi sort of fantasy uh, with his dark materials, which is also yeah heavily grounded in religion. Um, mm-hmm. So that's interesting. That the new season for that I'm super excited about. Yeah, when does that yeah. come out? Uh, sometime in the next couple of months, I think. I think October or November, one of those two. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Super excited for that. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited for Raised by Wolves. I'm going to watch it, hopefully, whenever I find yeah. time. I've been, my work I want you to go back to 9 ridiculous. to 5, man. I miss <laughs> yeah, our board game nights, too. and I miss. <laughs> We've only missed one. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a transition and a half getting back to my yeah. quote-unquote normal work schedule. But Yeah, you've been um, working on that. I yeah. finally finish the paperwork to uh to find out if i'm going to be approved for the cdl grant to get my school paid for gotcha which would be cool so i finished that up it was so much paperwork guys it was <laughs> but it and someone's like back and forth because they had to be in communication with my uh, unemployment counselor and the training school that i wanted to go to school for um or school with and it's just what they they made it easy. They're they're both familiar with the process, so it made it easier. Just lots of back and forth of PDF sending mm-hmm. and signing and things. Um, but uh, but now it's just a waiting game. Mm-hmm. Now I just wait and see if I get approved for the grant. And uh, right. if I do, then I start school October fifth. Okay. For a month, so I'm things are things are moving. Super you excited have a heading. about that. Yeah, yep. that's cool. I hope. I mean, yeah, hopefully everything works out. You know, get get you back. To work. Yeah, we're all yeah. transitioning. Jen's, <laughs> yeah. Jen's super, obviously, she's super yeah. busy getting her life going. She, and another, uh, like, just vague update. I don't want to go into, like, specifics. Sure. I don't know how much she wants us to talk about, but yeah. she's, like, on the up and up. She's mm. feeling very confident about her life right now. Yeah, she feels like she's making moves in all the right directions. And she, this is probably the most um, stable and comfortable that we've seen her. Yeah. Kind of in her own skin, in her own place in in life, and For it's sure. super awesome to see that. Yeah, definitely. We always want to see the people that we love and care about, you know, get into that space, you know, where they're just full of positivity, mm-hmm. you know, because th- those moments are so few and far between, right? You know, especially... You know, I hate to say it, but in today's society, you know, there's so much negativity. We're old. We're allowed to say yeah. it. We're 30 going on 81. <laughs> yeah, there's so much negativity, so much, you know, bad stuff happening that, you know, when you are able to find those moments of, of positivity and just, uh, you know, solitude and, and feeling comfortable, those are so rare. So I feel like it's definitely something that should be celebrated yep. when those happen. Absolutely. Um, speaking of making money and becoming, you know, uh, uh, a positive force in something that last part does not apply but um, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you guys have heard about this is totally unrelated but this is going to be a topic of discussion for us um recently uh the actress uh bella thorne i don't know if you guys know her but she uh is on a netflix movie called the babysitter that was that garnered some popularity um she's had a couple of other smaller movie releases She's social media famous. I think her social media life is really what put her on the map. Um, anyway, I'm sure you, you guys know who I'm talking about. If not, quick Google search will fix that. Um, Bella Thorne recently joined uh, the uh, OnlyFans family. Uh, if you guys out there are more of our wholesome listeners, you might not know what OnlyFans is. OnlyFans is a... Uh, I'll say a social media site where you are allowed to charge people uh, 
a fee to subscribe to your content and 18 plus content that content yes can be 18 plus i know a lot of people have been trying to reclaim the platform for some non 18 plus related stuff i know a couple of like wrestlers are on there Uh, apparently you can just use the platform as you would like patreon but now but originally yes it was for Mm -hmm. 18 plus you know content a lot of uh sex workers were using it to branch out and uh you know uh, make some money and she recently joined the platform and uh the news when she first joined the platform was that she had earned the most that anyone had ever made on the on the platform she broke two million dollars within the first two days which is absurd to think that someone made two million dollars in two days for literally doing nothing take a moment of silence for that money we're not (laughs) gonna see (laughs) literally doing nothing is harsh but you know all she did was say okay it's twenty dollars to subscribe to my profile and she got you know however many people it it, it takes to get two million dollars from twenty dollars per person i'm not good at math but a lot um so two million dollars in two days and then apparently so what you can do on OnlyFans is you can um so people have access to pay for additional content once they're subscribed to you so i would go i would subscribe to bella thorne for 20 dollars a month and then i would have the opportunity to purchase other videos and content from her so the twenty dollars is literally just to get you in the door, and then you have to pay additional fees for the actual content. Um, apparently, she was telling her her uh, subscribers that she had a video that she was going to be sharing with anyone who was willing to pay an additional two hundred dollars. So two hundred dollars, you get access to this video, which will include uh, eighteen plus content from from me, like nude content from me. Um, and apparently people were like, oh, sure, definitely. Let's do this. So they, a lot of people paid $200 for this video. And apparently when the video was released, there was no nudity in the video. So the people were upset about that. And apparently OnlyFans was flooded with requests for refunds, which then led to OnlyFans restricting the price of these pay per view videos. So now I think content creators can max out at $50 per video. So people are pissed that, you know, um, this is a new rule and it was, it came about because someone was using the platform incorrectly. Um, and, uh, people, people are upset about at her for, for doing that and, and messing with their money. Um, so I wanted to introduce a sort of new segment that we're going to call that's fucked up or they fucked up. So we're going to look at this situation from the perspective of of Bella Thorne and from her fans that pay the $200 for the video. So did they just fuck up and they shouldn't have paid $200 for a video including that was supposed to be nudity or was that fucked up of her to say that there was going to be nudity and then not put nudity in the video? So did she say there was going to be she like did. she promised yeah, people nudity? People had posted screenshots of their DM chats with her that were like, hey, this video is going to have nudity in it. In oh, and yeah. I mean, that's just straight false advertisement. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that, I mean, that on that grounds alone on the business perspective sure. of it, like that alone yeah. is fucked up. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, that's pretty much, I feel like with the argument just needs to, I mean, for me, for me, that's where the buck stops. Okay. Like if you advertise something falsely, sure. like blatantly falsely, it wasn't just an accidental phrasing mm-hmm. or, uh, um, just, uh, yeah, just accidental phrasing then. And it was deliberate and you promised, you deliberately promised something specific and yeah. didn't pay up to that. That's, I mean, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. Uh, yeah, I want to say they fucked up, but that's more on a. Yeah. Like, why would you pay $200 oh, okay. yeah, for a life choice? <laughs> That's more of just like a life choice. Like, why? <laughs> like, just, I don't well, know. I, are you, there's this phrase that's that's newly coined out in the world called uh, simping. Have you ever yeah. heard of it? Yeah. So there's so much. I see that so much. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And uh, a simp is someone who is willing to pay uh, lots of money for content uh, from from men or women that they will never actually, you know, interact with. But they're literally just giving the person money so that they can acknowledge yeah. their existence. So I first came across that term because I'm heavy in the nerd world. So sure. like I love anime and yeah. video games and things like that. So with like fictional characters, sure. I see lots of TikToks or lots of 
um, memes are just people like their videos and they're just yeah. like drooling and simping over yeah. like a specific fictional character. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a whole different level yeah. of loving a character that I don't need to know about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, oh, another thing on the, they fucked up or, or that's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, on, um, as far as screwing over like all the other only fans yeah. people, like yeah. that was also fucked up just cause she just, uh, like she already kind of has, she has a social media status mm-hmm. already, and this was basically just an abuse of power. Sure. And this abuse of power costs people who are doing on yeah. like honest OnlyFans work, and I use honest in any form. Sure. Whatever people yeah. are doing no. on there, that's Do what they're doing. Do. It's their yeah, work. Exactly. Uh, but she caused them to now be losing money. Like yeah. a video that they could have put out and made that two hundred dollars off mm-hmm. of. Now they can only make fifty for that same mm-hmm. video, yeah. and it's not like they can just change up their what they're doing because yeah, people expect their fans. Yeah, because now they them. already yeah. expect things from them, yeah. and it's kind of like, oh, now I'm going to get it for fifty dollars. Yeah, hell yeah, and it's just it's just an abuse of power, and it messes up people who don't already have that following or that money, and it just it's just another instance of. Yeah just someone messing it up for everyone else and it really yeah. sucks and another thing that came of that so just because they got uh you know hit with all these refund requests apparently it used to take a week so once you know you you would put your your content out there people would pay for it and then it would take a week for all of that those payments to process and okay. get from OnlyFans to your bank account uh for the subscribe for the creators um now since there are so many refund requests that came into that and um now it's going only fans has pushed that week long payout up to a month. So these creators aren't going to be seeing the money that they make from their content for a month now, rather than a week to week thing. So that's another reason why people are pissed about this because they're like, I was getting paid weekly. Now I'm going to get paid monthly, you know? So it's like, it seriously messed with the whole <laughs> structure of the, of the platform. Um, so yeah, it's just I think it's another one of those. We had a, a recently had a conversation about celebrities, uh, you know, jumping onto platforms mm-hmm. not used by celebrities and how that can be a detriment to the actual platform. So I think this, and is, this is, is a, a example, example of how yeah. they can mess it up. Yeah, because you, people I'm sure the, the content creators on there were like, you had all these other ways to make money. Why did you have to come into our yeah. space and not only come into our space, but ruin and like, our space yeah, and like, then abuse it? Yeah, yeah. Like you literally just fucked it up for everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. I'm just it's, it blows my mind that that many people were willing to pay two days two days two million dollars and it's crazy but hey i mean i you know do what you do i i don't think there's anything wrong with what she did as far as like charging yeah, she just people. took it too far it was yeah. all it was yeah. she just and if you want to if you want to have a 200 hundred dollar video that you're willing to send out to people with with nudity in it and if, if someone is willing to pay that that is totally fine but you i do agree that you kind of have to keep your word it's a on business that. transaction. Like, like at that point, when you're doing something like that, there's money involved. It yeah. becomes business, and uh, and you're on a platform that is for business. Absolutely. And when you promise something, you deliver. That's just basic. That's just basic. Yeah. So, so it's it's sad because think about it. If she would have done, if she would have kept her promise on that video, how many more people like she could have turned this literally into an empire? Like mm-hmm. how many? She was charging two hundred dollars for people to see some titties. Yeah, all she had to do was put out the video, <laughs> yeah, or like, just not promise it. It yeah. was the, you know, those are your two options. Don't promise that. And I, I honestly, she could have not promised nudity. I bet you it still would have been a two hundred dollar yeah, video. Absolutely. Like just promise yeah. something lewd or something. Exactly. Like just <laughs> skimpy or something. I'm sure people would have still paid that same amount yeah. of money. But instead, she had to do this whole false. I just don't understand what her aim was. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't need to. But I just, I don't get it. There was no, there's no reason for this to happen. No. She, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. And I don't, and this just now, it ruins her reputation on the platform. Mm -hmm. So where she could have turned this into something super All she did was ruin herself. (laughs) And all she did was lose so many points. Because those guys are going to eventually get their money back. It's probably going to take a while. You know, they probably feel like idiots, but they're going to get their money back. So. What was the point of you doing this? Now no one's going to trust you anymore, and now you just ruined a, a come up for yourself. Yep. It's crazy. And I just did the math on that. Uh, so $2 million. 100 million people. Uh, 100,000. 100,000. 100,000. Yeah, people yeah. signed up for her OnlyFans yeah. in the first two days, which is crazy. 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 But, I mean, that's kind of the whole, like, actress, social media, like, sure. famous thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
Look at what people do just to get leaked photos. Yeah. I mean, people go crazy. So this is just a business transaction version of leaked photos yeah. of someone who's famous. So it, it all That's makes true. sense. It all tracks. Yeah. No, just, and, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm hating. I think it's great. Yeah, hey, it's, if I could make 200 <laughs> if I paid $2 million in two days for, for uh, you know... Whipping it out, I would have. Yeah, it out I'm surprised all day. the uh, Thunder from Down Under guys aren't. Uh, they, maybe they are on there. Maybe, I don't yeah. know. Maybe they are. Yeah, but I'm if they're sure. not, uh, you're welcome for the tip. Get on there. <laughs> <laughs> the tip, gonna <you> know. hey. <laughs> I'm full of jokes. I'm not even trying, guys. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't, and I think it, it make it makes you wonder, like, why when there is so much, and I don't want to turn this into a whole thing, but there is so much free explicit content out on the internet why would you pay that means they paid 220 dollars in two days for <laughs> to see one person naked it just blows and the video is probably mind. like 60 seconds <laughs> yeah. or it might be five like uh, <laughs> at most you're probably getting like a five minute video of, <laughs> it's i i don't get it but hey that's just me <laughs> if there's somebody out there who's very passionate about you know supporting these creators that's that's maybe that's why they're like hey, we're just I trying supporting. to support man i'm putting someone through school right now <laughs> okay sure he has bills to pay just trying to help him out I'm just trying to be a good guy <laughs> i just don't get it i just personally it doesn't it doesn't click with me but hey yeah. whatever whatever floats your boat if you have the disposable income to do that then hey who am i to judge how you spend i'm gonna money? start a gofundme you can pass it my <laughs> way and i promise you i won't provide anything back <laughs> except i will fund myself to have a positive life there you go but you're not lying about it you're being upfront and honest with them that's what that's what the big deal is <laughs> craziness that's crazy that's all I had on the Bella Thorne situation. Yeah, and so. I was just taking a moment to digest all that. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Oh, man. I don't know be. what's crazier, tenant storyline or uh, <laughs> the Bella Thorne thing. And it comes full circle. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's get another refill of this, uh, and let's come back and offer some uh, brewer's choices. Let's do it. Welcome back, back, back. Uh, we have our brewer's choices for you now, yeah. where Donis and I will each recommend something. And I'm going to go ahead and start this time. Uh, I'm actually prepared this time. I'm ready. I have something, and it's not something we talked about. <laughs> Although it is themed off of something we talked okay. about. Hey, that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> and I can narrow it down to one recommendation. Hey. I think I'm improving, everybody. <laughs> I'm getting this Brewer's Choice thing down. 20 episodes in. So, Tenet <laughs> reminded me Ooh. of a fantasy, a, fantasy, fantasy. a fantasy series I had read um, by Piers Anthony uh, years ago. Uh, and it looks like it is... A series written in the 80s, throughout the 80s. It's, I think it's eight books now. I've only read the first seven. Um, but the book I want to recommend is called Bearing an Hourglass. It's the second in the Instruments of, Mortal- or Instruments of Immortality mm. fantasy series. Uh, you don't need to read the first book to read the second one, although okay. it does help you understand the world that you're diving into and okay. what it is you're getting into. Um, I'm not going to explain the plot or anything because it does spoil a lot, but if you okay. watch Tenet and you really enjoyed that um, that type of storytelling or that type of um, characters and world, definitely dive into Bearing an Hourglass by Piers Anthony. It uh, plays with time pretty similarly, uh, just on a fantasy side versus a, a real-world sci-fi side. Okay. And it's just the way it's written is very interesting and it, it plays yeah, – I, I actually really can't talk about it much. But but if you enjoy Tenet and you want more of that, pick up Bearing an Hourglass. And if, if for those of you who have read Bearing an Hourglass and know what I'm talking about, go watch Tenet. It's mm. really cool to see the concepts from that book or what you've read to see something similar put into a cinematic Nolan universe. It is absolutely gorgeous and so so cool to visually see that played okay. out. Yeah, I'm just looking at it on on the Wikipedia on the Wikipedia. Uh, the Wikipedia. Um, it's only 293 pages that book. So yeah, no, these are a, these are not yeah. dense books. They're yeah. meant to be. Piers Anthony is, I believe, he's a British author, and all of his books are usually just a two to three hundred pages. Uh, the ones I've read, and they're all series or franchises, and they're just meant to be fun, witty 
um, just okay. fun, witty fantasy gotcha. is what gotcha. it is. And then he, but he does go into de- in-depth concepts, mm. um, just with uh, British writing, just with kind of just that kind of quick humor type of thing. So awesome. it's it's really fun. They're yeah. a lot of fun to read. Might have to check it out for sure. Um, I am going to go with, so we talked uh, about a couple of uh, HBO series. We talked about Lovecraft Country and uh, Raised by Wolves. And there's another HBO show that doesn't get a ton of attention that came out a few years ago um, that I absolutely love. Uh, it's called The Leftovers. Um, it's based on a book series, and it is a fantastic series. It's a sci-fi uh, series. It's like a post-apocalyptic um uh, story but it's after the rapture so it's not about like uh, some kind of like natural disaster or anything it's literal the literal rapture happened and it's about the left the people who weren't raptured living on earth oh. and um just going through their lives without their their loved ones who were raptured so um that's interesting i've seen that pop up a couple times but i haven't i never yeah. dove into the description or anything that's interesting yeah. It's a it's a great series. I think it's about three seasons, and it's really really good. It's super, it gets super trippy and uh, got some really cool, interesting concepts that make you think about just life in general. Um, yeah, it's it's a great series. So if you you know if if you are someone who has HBO Max and is looking for new content on there, and you finished you know Selena and Chef, uh, check out <laughs> the leftovers. <laughs> Which I still haven't finished. I still have only seen the first two episodes, so I need to catch up on that. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend that. So check it, check it out, check it out for sure. Guys, watch Selena and Chef. I almost <laughs> went without two recommendations, but he said it, and I had to. Uh, technically, it's not my recommendation. He, no, he said yeah, it first, so I'm just I'm just up. following up on that. <laughs> the leftovers. That's going to be interesting. I have to. Yeah. Now I definitely have to check that out. Maybe that's my. Next thing, because I was kind of, there's a few shows I've been kind of toying with starting up, but uh, that might be my next one. Yeah. Cool. Do it. Uh, all right, Adonis, want to start bringing us out? Yeah. Um, as always, if you guys have any you know questions, comments, or anything you want to send us, please do that by writing into broodconvos at gmail.com. Uh, we are... Looking for feedback of any sort, you know, let us know if you have anything you want to tell us, if any coffee recommendations, anything and everything. Yeah, let us know if uh, the charisma of just two dudes talking yeah. is, uh, is is doing it, or uh, if you want us to really try and get some other voices on here, yeah. uh, check and just get some, get some more voices on here, more opinions sure. and all that. Uh, also, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Brood Podcast, and also Twitter at Brood Convos. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. That's it. You all have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening, whatever day it is. <laughs> My name is Bryce. My name is Adonis. Bye. Thanks, guys. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Ship.